welcome back to the FPL Lounge podcast. We are back to preview game week 25, as we said on the last, at the back end of the last show. Uh, game week 24 is still very much, uh, very much happening, but because uh, of a few holidays and well, Andy going away, basically. Andy, Andy, why are you going away all the time? Why are you taking your, your girlfriend on, on, not your girlfriend, your wife? On, on, on lovely holidays, that uh, means we have to, have to record our, our 25 preview a little bit earlier than planned, but hopefully there's still plenty of good things for us to talk about. Uh, my name is Chris Hopkins, and I'm joined, as ever, by that aforementioned off on his holidays, Andy Case. Andy, are you going anywhere nice? Uh, yeah, well, hopefully going to go get some sunshine, some Spanish sunshine. Uh, Missing so... the Super Bowl, which is usually an occasion for us to, us to meet up. It is, it is, and that is, and that is a shame. But you know, work is such that this is the this is the window I have to to get away, and uh, I've not left these shores for two years now. So um, I'm going to try and take the opportunity, yeah, and hopefully it all it all comes off and everything's fine. Yeah, absolutely. No, I've got to say I am I'm quite jealous of of the prospect of some, I guess, uh, winter sun. It's not quite spring, is it? So I guess winter sun mm. is is always yeah. quite. Definitely an appeal to that. So, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm quite jealous, but you know, I'm sure you'll have a wonderful time. You'll be able to relax and decompress, and obviously approach um, approach double game week 26. You know, with a bit of a clearer head. So I'm sure that you know, I'm sure you'll be glued to your laptop while you're on your sun sun lounger. Don't know if the temperatures will permit a sun lounger. But. Well, it's all inclusive, so I don't know about clearer head um, because I'll certainly make sure I get my money's worth. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm never, yeah. If there's one thing I know about Andy Case, it's the fact that he's always after value for money. Uh, anyway, let's crack on with our uh, with our Game Week 25 preview. As we always do on our preview shows, we'll start by running down the Game Week fixtures. We'll have a quick chat about this week's talking points. Obviously, there are those are limited considering we only recorded our, our 24 preview uh, about 48 hours ago. We've got a few additions to the radar to, to go through, but hopefully that won't take too long. We're going to do a honey trap and we'll finish as we always do with Captain and who the heck is that so this feels a little bit abnormal Andy because we are still so far away from the game week 25 deadline but that deadline is 11 o'clock on Saturday the 12th of February uh, and that's because we have a 12 30 oh, no we don't we have yeah we do have a 12 30 kickoff I was looking at the, at the wrong game week then I was about to say that we we're off to the, to the game Andy but we're not we're not off to Man United Southampton uh, which is uh, started kicking off game week 25 then followed up at three o'clock we've got Brentford Palace Everton Leeds and and Watford Brighton and then finally at the tea time kickoff on Saturday is Norwich versus Man City. Moving on to Sunday there's Burnley versus Liverpool, Newcastle versus Aston Villa, Spurs versus Wolves and Leicester versus West Ham and then a rearranged fixture with making it a double game week for these two sides on Tuesday the 15th of February Manchester United versus Brighton. And obviously that means, therefore, that Chelsea and Arsenal are blanking uh, in game week 25. And that's due to Chelsea's participation in the Club World Cup, which I think they've actually played today. And I don't know how they got on, but I think they I think they played today. They were winning when I last had the look, I think. Yeah, I think they won. They won. So they're in the Club World Cup final now rather than playing Arsenal. Doesn't get any bigger than that. Uh, we didn't, we, I guess we maybe alluded to this last time, Andy, but obviously uh, when we did our game week, uh, 24 preview. It had been a long time since we'd last spoken, so there was plenty of things to cover, including obviously the transfer window slamming shut and a few rearranged, uh, rearranged, don't you know, uh, games coming up on the horizon, including doubles. I think it might be worth, therefore, a quick chat about chip strategy. And uh, I, as I mentioned on the last pod, and I will continue to mention um, chip strategy completely out the window for me because I'm no longer playing. I'm throwing my toys out of my pram and I'm not playing FPL anymore because they someone, some, some 
asshole decided to hack my account. Um, but um, for those that are still playing and those that are interested, obviously chip strategy, you know, we are at the maybe not the business end of the, of the season, but uh, it's taking advantage of these doubles, navigating your way through blanks is where these chips really come into their own. Um, and often there is maybe not a single school of thought, but there often is a, you know, a, a kind of one way that stands out possibly to take advantage of these. And obviously when we do talk about chip strategy, it's always really dependent on, on, on what players and listeners to our podcast still have, still have left. Um, but there does seem to be a relatively, not obvious, but decent kind of potential strategy that I, I'm, I'm guessing you're at least considering, if not, you know, if it isn't set in stone. Um, so how are we going to kind of navigate some of this? And obviously, as I say, we've got a double game week in 26 that looks relatively large. Um, teams will be playing FA Cup quarterfinals in game week 30. So that's potentially going to be quite a big blank. And then there will be blanks and doubles you know, throughout. Obviously, we've had a, a large number of, of postponements so far this season due to coronavirus. So how do managers make head and tail of this? Yeah, there's so many. We've, there's so many options. There's so many ways through this. Um, generally, with 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 this season, we've 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 obviously tried to uh, flag up caution at different points. Um, you know, use 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 the chips if you if you have to, but you don't know what might come down the line. I think I think we're looking at a public health situation at the moment where we're hopeful that we're through the worst of it in the UK. So um you know that we're added to the fact that the premier league have changed their covid sort of rules now we think we hope there will be fewer cancellations fewer uh, fixture postponements or moves so um yeah if you you can you can try to set a little bit of a longer term strategy um and and that means if you have any free hits left in the first instance i think the most most straightforward thing to say is that game week 30 is certainly looking like a uh, a need for a free hit in the, in that game week um it is fa cup quarter final weekend um and so there will be likely lots of premier league teams that are uh, that are playing fa cup quarterfinals rather than playing premier league games at the moment there's only three confirmed fixtures in uh, in uh, that game week which game week 30 so yeah you, you know 14 teams potentially not playing now, obviously not all of them uh will will uh miss that there some likely will get knocked out um and there are obviously some instances of premier league teams playing premier league teams so so definitely some will be knocked out but depending on 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 who you know we we might we might not end up with much more than four or maybe even five fixtures in that game week so lots of the players in your team will likely be blanking and therefore yeah if you have any free hits left i'd say the the kind of most obvious uh, piece of chip strategy of all the different various chips you've got would be would be uh, to make sure you can use that free hit in 30 if you if you can't therefore it's the biggest thing you've probably got to be aware of that game week 30 if you if you haven't got any free hits left then that that is a week that could seriously sort of damage you if you if you can't if you can't field much of a team so your transfers uh, are going to have to be kind of quite strategic in the build up to that it's likely you're going to be wanting to take advantage of obviously double game weeks in 26 and maybe 27 so you might be considering fixtures there but you've also probably got to think longer term about players that will also therefore play in um in game week 30 as well uh, so that would be the, the the likes of at the moment the only team there's only two teams that double in 
26 and definitely play in 30, and that's Wolves and Leeds. Um, not the best fixtures for Leeds. They have Man United and Liverpool in the double, so it's not necessarily Leeds players you're going to be wanting to be targeting. If you are someone who has no free hits left, Wolves players look like your friends right now because they have Leicester and Arsenal in the double. Still not the easiest fixtures, but obviously better than those Leeds ones. And then they play Leeds um, in, in, in the game week 30. Uh, I guess if you are taking, um, if you are going, you know, if you have used your free hits and therefore you're just going to use transfers to try and piece together a team for game week 30, you're not going to know exactly which teams are playing game week 30 until just before game week 28. So you're only really going to have two game weeks before game week 30 to make those transfers and get those players into your team. Yeah, no, exactly. Other than what you know right now, right, which is, as I've just said, those Wolves and Leeds, and there was there was one other, it's Arsenal. Uh, but I've, the reason they're sort of, I was going to mention them separately is because whilst they do double in 26 and also will play in 30, um, they blank in 25 and 27. So that's not really ideal for you in this upcoming game week. As we've just mentioned, they have a blank. And in the one after the double, uh, game week 27, they, they have another blank. Um, so... Yeah, again, that 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 doesn't really help you focusing those players there. Um, there's a there's a few there's a few other obviously chips that you could end up using, but you've heard a lot from me, so maybe Chris, you can talk people through some of these next ones. Oh yeah, me 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 and all my chips that I've got left. Um, well, I've already bench boosted. I did that in the last game week. Thanks to thanks to my, my glorious hacker. So, um, but obviously, if you have that left, um, then you know I've always tended to use free hits to kind of get through blank game weeks and. Um, the bench boost to take advantage of doubles and therefore obviously 26 looks like an occasion where you could take advantage of, of, of a relatively healthy double game week. We do also think that there's going to be a pretty big double game week in game week 36. Now that's obviously courtesy of uh, a guy that we mentioned on the pod quite a lot, Ben Krellin and his and his wonderful uh, wonderful spreadsheet. I guess Andy, we're not 100% clear on why, we, why exactly we think 36 is going to be uh, a pretty big double. I think it's probably down to the fact that there is no Champions League or or European games scheduled in that midweek. There will obviously have to be, um, you know, the fixtures that are currently um, rearranged. They could obviously also go in there. Um, but, it, you know, even though there's no European fixtures for many teams that have games rearranged, I guess, you know, there could be some broadcast issues, which means that 36 possibly makes some sense. And then obviously there are going to be some blank game weeks along the way, both for the FA Cup quarterfinals and semifinals as well. So 36 feels like it could still end up being a relatively big double to take advantage of your bench boost. I guess where that bench boost, or if you're deciding which one of them to uh, to, to take advantage of your bench boost, then you've obviously got to mention that other chip, the triple captain. And it feels at the minute that you know what we know about game week 26 is that you know captain's fantastic so far for many FPL managers this year. Mo Salah plays Norwich and Leeds in that game week. Now, obviously, his ownership has dropped a lot recently because of Afcon, but he is now back. Um, he's not sure exactly whether he's going to start uh, this game, this or game with 24 against against Leicester, uh, and obviously you know, ahead of game with 25 against Burnley. But that double in 26, Andy, is really tasty. It's going to be incredibly popular, and I'm sure Mo Salah will be an incredibly popular captaincy option in that double game week. I guess, um, I guess there's going to be a debate ultimately about whether how safe you want to play things if you are going to triple captain Mo Salah that week. But if you don't and he returns, then you could end up being left behind by those that do. But equally, it's a good opportunity in case he did blank across both of those games to, uh, you know, to, 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 to go, you know, for a differential captaincy option that could end up, um, you know, really changing your season. So 
I mean, it's difficult to exactly know, but and like I say, it feels um, possibly you know, one of the most risk-averse things to do to stick your triple captain on the most obvious pick in a double game week. But it's I can't remember many occasions in 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 in, in at, least, at least since I've been playing FPL and FPL seriously where there's been such a tasty double game week for a player that could be you know such a such an obvious time to play a triple captain ship. Let's put it like that. Well, yeah, quite. I mean. I very much am someone who will kind of just, I guess, play the percentages, right? Which actually, I think if you speak to a lot of people, probably isn't an optimum strategy for FPL necessarily. It will help you do well. So, you know, it depends what your your aim is, right? When I say it's not an optimum strategy, I mean to win it. I mean, to win it outright is exceptionally difficult and requires a hell of a lot of luck. But I don't think the winner of FPL this season is likely to be someone who's triple captained Mo Salah in game week 26. It's probably going to have to be you're hoping that he blanks and you you manage to catch on on someone else. Um, so so but however, it, it could seriously damage your rank if he absolutely if he scores two in each game and most people around you have triple captained him. You know, if your aim isn't to win FPL, which frankly, I don't think anyone's aim can realistically be to win FPL outright when they start the season. So for most people, it's, you know, do as well as you can and, and beat your mates in your mini league, ideally. Um, I think I think it just seems such a, a, a stick on. Ignore the noise. You're going to get people calling you boring for for, 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 for captaining Salah, uh, triple captaining Salah in that game week. But um, if it seems like he's going to play both games, then it, it it's just... That it's the move to make. You ultimately you're trying to get the most points you can, right? And there will be no other point in the season where you, you know, in advance, you have the knowledge of getting the most likely amount of points in in any given game week than a player like Mo Salah, who is you know just I think 100 is 170 odd points or something. Is it is something absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? The points total he's on at the moment. Let me just. Make sure I'm not misleading people. Yeah, 177 points, and we're only just halfway through the season. Just past, and he just missed a few games as well. Which, yeah, so. it's just that is just absolutely bonkers. Like he he could, you know, demolish 300, which is just a crazy, crazy amount of points. So to have a player like that have two of the leakiest defenses in the league at home in a single game week, it's just it's just on a platter. The, the only other thing I'd say, as well as when it comes to FPL strategy, whether you're trying to like go against the grain or not, there are plenty of people who do that. And it is ultimately the way you'll, you you know, you'd end up in those high, high ranks. Uh, my only other caveat that I think the thing that would stop me doing it more so than worrying about trying to be a differential would be the fact that those two games in the Premier League for Liverpool are sandwiched between the first leg of their round of 16 Champions League match, which is away in Italy against Inter Milan, uh, and then a cup final, the, albeit only only the Carabao Cup, but still a cup final against Chelsea uh, at Wembley um, stra- straight after on the on the on the Sunday um, after that double game week has finished in the midweek. So, would that mean rotation potentially for Salah? I mean, you don't. I mean, injuries always potential you know could could happen in any in any given game um but rotation he he's someone who hasn't generally been rotated by Klopp and Klopp I think even in his press conference this in the build-up to this game week said um we generally try to play Mo as much as we as, as much as we can he's like a physical freak of nature basically words to that effect so you know I, I'd be relatively confident Salah should probably start all of those games but that that'd be the one thing that would hold me back 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think just to touch on, on on you know where you are in your season, I think if you were top of your mini league, you know, I know if I was top of my mini league, I'd be um, I'd be triple captaining Salah that week. If I was a little bit behind, maybe you know twenty odd points, I think I would probably still triple captain Mo Salah, especially if I was assuming that the person that was top, because I feel like I could make that twenty points up elsewhere. If I was a hundred points off. And I really need to catch up. Then I feel like game week 26 is possibly the time to roll a dice. So I think that that's yeah you know, that always has to come come into the thinking a little bit. It's a bit of a you know, it's a massive risk not to, um, because not only you know could your captain end up blanking, but you're gonna you know, you're gonna there are gonna be so many so many managers that do triple captain him or do at least captain him that game week that it could you know your rank could really suffer. But yeah, if you have to make up some ground, it's a it's a real key kind of opportunity too. Um, Andy, we've probably should move on a little bit but we haven't mentioned uh, the wild card yet um obviously this is an opportunity for FPL managers to completely reset their team i guess that's a little bit you know, it's a little bit difficult to, to know exactly when when that's going to be you know a good opportunity and i do wonder if that could end up being used maybe even later in the season if we do have a big double game week 36 for example to take to try and help managers instead of using free transfers but to take to take advantage of of a big double game week later down the line yeah and and or uh, the run in frankly that they we we've we've seen in previous seasons english sides being in the champions league final or or and, and that affecting the, the the teams that they field in the Premier League in the last few games of the season, or having such a huge cushion uh, at the top of the league, or uh, you know if 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 not at the top of the league, maybe for getting into the top four or something, that they that they therefore you know have other priorities with an FA Cup final or Champions League final coming up as well. So um, that that can affect uh, rotation and uh, team selection, and then therefore um, you know big players that you might have money invested in, you might therefore not want in your team and so whether it's double game week or not you're you're just if you've ha- if you've happened to kind of hold on to that wild card in, in a non-covid affected a season it's a pretty traditional chip strategy from a lot of managers to try and hold that final wild card to the last few games of the season and then um take advantage of like the fixture swings and the, and, and the runs so i can i can imagine that happening and then yeah if, the, if there is that double re- remember that obviously you cannot use two chips in the same game week so if you want to bench boost in 36 you would have to wildcard in a game week before 36 you couldn't wildcard and then bench boost so just be aware of that yeah yeah you'd have to wildcard in, in, in kind of 34 or 35 or obviously obviously earlier um i can't see m- many other i mean the only kind of other obvious time perhaps for some for using it is if you've had to dead end into game week 30 if you haven't got any free hits left and you are one of those people who've had to um maximize the transfers you've made up to game week 30 to ensure you have players that will play in that game week but when it comes to game week 31 your team might then be quite a mess right because it will be heavily loaded with a, a very small number of teams players so if you've got the wild card still that would be an opportunity to get you out of a sticky situation again in 31 and set your team up for the final eight games and not worry about um who you're bringing in before 30 because you'll be able to rectify it yeah i guess that i guess that makes sense i guess we'll also know 
after game week 30, which teams are going to end up blanking in 33 for the FA Cup semi-final. So, yeah, I guess that could be a good opportunity to to, to reset things a little bit. Um, and as you say, for the run-in, you know, we will only have what, eight game weeks left after game week 30. So, yeah, I think I think by that point, Andy, you know, probably our radar will be heavily influenced by the team's fixtures, uh, you know, going into the run-in, especially if they've got a few doubles too. So, yeah, definitely worth worth thinking about. And I think, yeah, if you do still have your wild card, I definitely wouldn't be looking to use it um in the next sort of four or five game weeks i think if you can wait and or if you can definitely leave it until after 30 at the very least and i think that that would be the way to go uh, correct me if i'm wrong Andy. you've still got two free hits a wild card a bench booster a triple captain the yeah, lot the lot a whole lot a lot i mean what a, what a wonderful position to uh to to be in i guess the other thing that is worth mentioning that we haven't and um, if you still do have your two free hits left you can't use them in consecutive weeks as well not that necessarily there would be a particularly great strategy for doing so but you definitely can't do that either um let's obviously that was quite a long talking point andy but let's try and whiz through the radar because ultimately it's not going to change too much from uh from our game week 24 preview which if you haven't listened to now probably the time to press pause and go back and listen to that right uh, absolutely. Um, but obviously, what we do have in this game week are you know, our two two double game weeks for Man United and Brighton. We spent a fair bit of time on Man United on the last uh, on the last pod, Andy, mostly because obviously we knew this double game week was coming up. But obviously, United also have some pretty favourable fixtures either side of it. Um, one of which was last night against Burnley, which they did end up drawing. So that maybe tempers our Man, you know how keen at least I was on Man United. I know that you've not been particularly keen on them all season, um, and I know that we spoke about Man United defenders, um, but ultimately their performance against Burnley last night leaves a lot to be desired. I guess they do have two fixtures in the upcoming game weeks. If you've got them, you'd probably hold on to them, but you wouldn't be clamouring to get them in. Bruno Fernandes maybe a slightly different proposition. Um, you know, United have two home games in this double against teams that aren't horrendous but aren't too great either. You could absolutely, absolutely see Bruno hauling here, but I'm guess you're going to say you could easily see him blanking too. Well, on his form this season, potentially, I guess, in previous years in the Premier League, he's been fantastic for Man United throughout the whole season, and these types of games would be ones you'd absolutely be backing Bruno in. Um, thanks for asking, Chris, because I do feel vindicated, even though you didn't ask, but I do feel vindicated on my defender opinions about Man United. Um, we played the team with the worst XG record in the league and still managed to concede because Harry Maguire overcommitted and defended like a Sunday league centre-back. Um, but there is a difference, I think, with defensive a- assets and attacking assets to Man United here. In the last couple of games, we've seen signs of United creating more. They have looked more creative since they moved back to the 4-2-3-1 or 4-3-3 and Bruno as a number 10. Um, he didn't uh, create a great deal, particularly in the second half yesterday, but he had a very dubious goal called out. Uh, Varane's goal was set up by a Bruno free kick last night. Um, he, he gets on the ball a lot more around the edge of the box. I do think it harms him because if they we played a 4-3-3, not a 4-2-3-1 in this game, and Pogba and Bruno were both going forward with just one defensive midfielder holding. Um, and I think that does hurt Bruno potentially a little bit. I can see Rangnick sticking with it because it sounds like he likes that. That really, despite the fact that we're bad defensively, it really concerns me. One, only having one defensive midfielder and two, having Paul Pogba as one of the other three midfielders who gives the ball away a lot and tries to hold on to it for too long. Um, so, so I have, again, just multiple concerns piling up defensively, I suppose, there. But 
Um, generally, despite the fact it, it affects Bruno a little bit, I think he, you know, he's getting on the ball more, he's creating more. Um, it suits him a lot better this formation. He's he's much more nailed on than any of the other Man United attacking assets as well. So I think there's going to be a rotation probably between Ronaldo, Alanga, and Sancho as two of those three starting on the wings for United. Um, and then one of Ronaldo or Cavani probably switching in the in the centre forward role. So whereas Bruno, if he's fit, is likely to probably kind of always play. So I think he, uh, with as you said, with those two home games, um, he, he he his form has been patchy, but he has double. He's a very very good player, and he has double the number of minutes of most premium players this game week. So he has to look like a good option. Yeah, I think that was completely fair. And if you are one of those players that's obviously holding off. Um holding off bringing Salah back then I guess maybe a one week uh, one, a one week punt on Bruno possibly is the way to go if you don't already own him what about Brighton Andy obviously their two games uh, in this game week are away from home but against Watford and Man United and uh, you know while Watford on paper seems like the easier team to score against I'm sure you, you'd say that Man United are in fact easier to score against um, so who from Brighton may, may be worth um, having a punt on and I know that you know, ultimately their their forward option is uh, much maligned on this podcast Neil Mapai. Um fancy a punt on him for six and a half million in this game week uh me personally no I think you know the answer to that question before you ask me it I, I can see um Mopai is it, so you know Brighton have a double as Man United do Mopai is Brighton's highest scoring player this season he starts most games uh, he's on penalties, or you know, he sometimes doesn't take them, but we we think he probably is on penalties. Um, but I think you made a good point about Watford. Actually, they've not conceded much xG. It's only been two games, but against a, a, a West Ham team who've been very creative this season, you know, in the top sort of five-ish for xG created over the course of the season at various points, um, they only created one xG against Watford last night and um obviously they kept, you know Watford kept a clean sheet against Burnley who who, who didn't quite create much xG against them either so Roy is known for bringing defensive stability and the early signs are that that, that maybe that 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 is happening so that that kind of personally sort of draws me away from from any Brighton players going to Watford and going to to Man United but but yeah even if Mapai only gets four um, appearance points, and you could say this about any Brighton player potentially, I guess, if you need a forward this game week, for whatever reason, if you've got a gap uh, or you're looking to bring someone in, then I can completely see it make it makes sense to bring someone like Mopai in. Um, yeah, you, you, you almost get a return simply from the fact that he has has those two games compared to another with, with it only being four points for a goal you know all it takes is say like a booking and you, you've pretty much got the same points out of Mapai as you've got out of um another player if, even if they scored a goal in a single for, for a single game week um the, the the other thing I'd add in is is it isn't just the double uh, if, if Brighton then went into sort of really bad fixtures it, it would you know you'd you'd question the kind of usefulness of of bringing bringing a, um, a Brighton player in but you know then the the next game I think is Burnley is it and then Villa and then Newcastle so you know it's someone you could store on a bench perhaps if it was if Mopai was like your third forward um, and and yeah re- reasonable reasonable fixtures you know can't, can't go, go in forward after this double game week 
that that Burnley point though, in particular, I think um, is is an extra case for uh, some of the defensive assets, Chris. Yeah, I think that that's completely fair. I mean, Andy and I have both been pretty hot on Robert Sanchez all year, not necessarily because of his performances so far this season, but ultimately, you know, four and a half million pounds. I think he's four point six now, but you know, a relatively cheap goalkeeper that has had um, some decent returns. I think in the end, probably not as good value as say Aaron Ramsdale or Jose Sarr's starting price, but um, but you know, still, I think at the start of the season, you know, we we definitely highlighted Sanchez as, as a pretty good option and, and he hasn't really uh, let us down too much. Mark Cucurella seems to be a relatively popular option, but 5.1 million, I'm not sure if I'd reach for that. But then at the same time, as you say, Andy, you know, after this double, Burnley is a fixture that appeals. Villa and Newcastle aren't ones to, to Brighton to be particularly afraid of either. So you know, to what extent I can see them keeping a clean sheet in this double, not sure, but if you then paired that up with three out, you know, three games in two, two game weeks, Watford, United and Burnley, maybe you could see two in that or at least one. So maybe Cucurella at 5.1 is, is, is worth a shout. Obviously, he has been OK going forward this season, too. Um, and then I guess Leandro Trossard is, is the other player that we'd have to mention. Um, he seems to be Brighton's probably best player, at least on the eye, um, but hasn't really produced massively in it from an FPL point of view this year. He has had some good underlying numbers at points, but for me still seems leaves a lot to be desired. And I think when I went to see um, Brighton versus Leeds, he seems to be the kind of player that has to, you know, has to do so much that he's not necessarily going to be getting the assist but could get the pre-assist or just be heavily involved but that doesn't always return FPL points at six million I'd say that he's probably a decent value in a double game week for a midfielder but worth also mentioning that he is flagged ahead of this game week because he missed sat out the FA Cup game against Tottenham with coronavirus so I feel like in general Andy we've got four players there that we like but don't love and therefore, we probably wouldn't be mentioning any of them if it wasn't a double game week. And I think that you know, those defensive options appeal slightly more because it is Burnley afterwards. Um, but still, I think if you are looking to really take advantage of, of this double game week, then then yeah, we wouldn't kind of put you off any of them. Um, I guess further on into game week 25, Andy, um, and just because of fixtures coming up, I guess it's uh, you know echoing what we said on, on our game week 24 preview ultimately we are banging the drum for a Liverpool triple up going into game week 26 um you know, obviously you know I think mo- if people aren't getting Mo Salah back in already they will be ahead of game week 26 um Trent is a, a fixture in many many FPL teams but it's, it's that third Liverpool asset that you could be looking at I think that you know Diego Jota is going to be very popular he's incredible value for you know for a midfielder but I'd still be thinking about Andy Robertson um, considering his 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 recent form and assist, and I think Liverpool clean sheet likelihood against Norwich and Leeds is pretty pretty high. And I'm not sure if you can think of anyone else. I wonder if Van Dijk would also continue to be quite popular. Um, maybe for Liverpool triple up in that in that double game week 26. Yeah, quite possibly if you need to save a million and you can only go for one of those fullbacks and and you, and you like the double up. Um, obviously, we've we've mentioned it's difficult because you, you're never going to have like Mane and Salah on the radar, right? I think they're just such obvious kind of FPL picks. You know, Salah in particular, although you know Mane's ownership is 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 still fairly low. Um, so he, he's just so much more expensive, isn't he? So you can get Jota in midfield as a Liverpool as a Liverpool asset, and again we've we've talked about him plenty. I think beyond the fact that we're recording this only a couple of days after our last preview, ultimately I think even if we were recording this in another day or two's time and we'd seen more of this week's games, ultimately Liverpool's fixtures are fantastic, and I think we're um, 
you know our radars traditionally we, we they're sort of um you know it's not a clean slate every single week it's a, it's a ever evolving beast and so some players kind of stay on there and in some way you know last week we were still we still knew about the double game week 26 coming up so the picks were kind of heavily heavily influenced by that and you, you mentioned robo as as, as as the potential third one um last game week and i think all we can really say is yeah the the thing that we're massively putting on the radar i suppose here is go for that triple up if, if you're not already it really seems worth it with 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 salah and mané back um you know we, we we've met you've mentioned there maybe the slight nuances between which of the of, of those to make as your three it seems like you know everyone to, to me at least i guess it's worth saying salah and trent are the, are the, the standout options so whilst everyone's got them they would be my first two go to and then it's about who's your third but whoever you pick just i think it's fully worth having the liverpool triple up Absolutely. And it is just still worth or repeating the point that you made earlier when talking about Salah as a triple captain prospect, I think, in this game week. That obviously, uh, you know, that double, sorry, yeah, that double game week against uh, Norwich and Leeds is is, is sandwiched between, um, you know, the first leg of, of a Champions League game against Inter Milan and a Carabao Cup final. So, you know, if we are going to see rotation, you would think it might come then, but generally Liverpool don't rotate their best players. And, and, and you know, Andy Robertson, um, Trent Alexander, Alexander-Arnold and, uh, and Mo Salah haven't missed very many Premier League minutes, haven't missed very many Champions League minutes this so far this year, probably not played that much in in the FA Cup or Carabao Cup, but I'm sure uh, they may make allowances for the final for all of those. Um, I guess, Andy Dunn, just a final word as well on Aston Villa. I guess we're keeping these players on the radar, but in lieu of their performance uh, tonight against Leeds, obviously what we're really hoping to see is uh, Emi Buendia and Ollie Watkins justify their position on the radar but it's still worth reiterating that we do think that Villa have some very good fixtures coming up and we would be looking to bring Villa players into our teams unless we see something tonight that puts us off massively. Yeah, quite exactly that. I think uh, if, we, if we'd seen the game, we'd be we'd be talking about uh, how Buendia and Watkins did and whether, whether we still thought they were worth keeping on there. In theory, I think they are. Uh, you know, obviously trying to do this before having watched... Um, Villa's game week 24 game I think the the fact that they part of the reason they were on the radar was because the um the the fixtures they have coming up even after 24 which is uh Newcastle Watford Brighton maybe there's a small chance of Leeds going into game week 27 to make it a double for Villa and then um Southampton in 28 so uh, they don't double in 26 like a lot of other teams, which which definitely is a downside. But um, I think you know those those the fact that it's Newcastle and Watford in the next two game weeks make makes those sort of you know Wendia is is 6.5, Watkins is seven point something now, um, and uh, there aren't many forward options, so he definitely is is a good is a good um, one in a very small field of, of decent forward options absolutely all right andy we have as always whacked on for far too long uh, but let's leave it there we'll take a quick break and when we return we'll be trying to catch each other in our honey traps welcome to the fpl lounge our preview show will always be out in advance of the game week deadline so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your pods that way you'll definitely have it in time to make some tweaks to your team if you can rate or review us too, that would be great, as we're really keen to know what people think. Thanks for joining us in the FPL Lounge.
Welcome back then. So uh, introdu- introducing the honey trap segment is always something that I completely butcher. But uh, as there aren't, as there isn't any, you know, ma- any major transfers uh, so far in the FPL community, I guess we are not even halfway through this game week uh, at the time of recording. Not very much for us to swim against. So we are going to try and catch each other in our honey trap. And we do tend to like doing these in a double game week. And ultimately, we're going to lay out a proposition uh, that we think is is likely. I always get this bit wrong, Andy. We think it's likely, but I guess the the math says it maybe isn't all that likely uh, and try to tempt the other person to take them up on it. Um, is yours double game week themed, Andy? Uh, not exactly. Not, not exactly. exactly. In that case, then, I'll let you go first. And, uh, yeah, show me the honey, baby. Oh, <laughs> right, OK. Every time. Every time. Uh, yeah, I mean, it makes me want to remove the segment from... Uh, the existence frankly but um you know um you know let us know at fpl underscore lounge facebook um in, in instagram and instagram and twitter not facebook don't know why i've said that because we're definitely not on there um instagram and twitter at fpl underscore lounge let us know uh what what you think of chris saying Bebe. yeah um should it be consigned to room 101 forever the, the reason i say mine isn't double game week related is because it it exactly is because I'm talking about sing- specifically single game week players in my proposition right. here. Sure. So here we go. Uh, my proposition is fairly simple, that the highest scoring single game week player this game week will be a Manchester City player. Uh, yeah, I did wonder if you'd go down that route, I have to say. So the highest scoring, so basically a City player is going to be like king of the game week, excluding Man United or Brighton players. Yes, basically. It's difficult for me to take you up on that, despite the fact that the field, um, generally speaking, I guess we've always gone for the field, or we, you know, I guess the, the the stats would say go for the field. Obviously, City away away at Norwich. I think the the thing that's tempting me is that City do like to share their points around. Um, but could I see a City defender scoring or assisting and getting a clean sheet and therefore getting three bonus points and getting 16 points this game week? Absolutely, can I, I can. Can I Can I, Can I? I interject here? You can. Before you continue to ex- explain your thinking? Because without wanting to uh, jump ahead to our next segment of captaincy, obviously, uh, I've said this before, uh, to listeners, this show may sound like it's thrown together on a sixpence, but there is a little bit of planning that goes towards it. And Chris and I had a conversation before the show started, not about our honey traps. What you hear on the honey trap is is live uh, reaction to what each other has chosen. We don't know that in advance, but we have had a chat about about um, various other parts of the podcast. And, and during those conversations, um, you said to me, Christopher, yeah. that you would you would take Mo Salah and Trent Alexander-Arnold over KDB and Cancelo this game week. Yeah. So if that is true. Why would you not take me up on it? Yeah, but can, can I see it? I think is that like, you know, I think I think if you on would balance, take them, you think it's more likely that they score more points than City players. Yeah, 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 right. I do. So money where your mouth is, then. But like I say, I think what's what's putting me off it is the is the likelihood of, you know, it's one of them where. Do I do I back City to keep a clean sheet this this game week? Yeah, I do. Um, do I think that a defender for them is likely to is more likely to score a goal than a Liverpool defender? Yeah, probably do actually. You know, based on like Ruben Diaz, or not maybe not Diaz, but I could absolutely see Imeric Laporte scoring a header against Norwich, keeping clean sheet, and getting 15 points this game week. And that and that's what I think 
puts me off. It's not maybe not even Cancelo or Trent, but you know because I see a City defender scoring from a you know, from a corner or a free kick. Yeah, I probably could. I will take you up on it for the reason that you just tried to poke me Cause, about because I've goaded you into it. Yeah, because you have goaded me into it, and I will t- I will take you up on it. But I do. I, I am concerned. I will, I will place on the record that I'm that I'm concerned. Um, but but yeah, I think I think the other thing. But like I say, the other thing that that does work in my favour is that you can absolutely see City score, winning five nil here, but them having five different goal scorers, and it would only require therefore Trent to maybe get an assist and keep a clean sheet and get three bonus points. That he'd probably end up with a higher higher number of points. Um, so yeah, yeah, any brace from Man City would be a concern. But you know what? Let's let's roll the dice. Let's roll the dice on this one. Okay. Yeah. Good. I mean, I essentially challenged your manlyhood there. You had to take me up on that one. Um, I mean, basically what what ended up me writing that was because we just had that conversation about you saying you'd basically take Liverpool players over City players. So I can't see how you, unless obviously you're full of crap, which is another alternative option here. uh, I can't see how you could possibly say that and then not, not, you know, of course, you could see with the port scoring. You could see Dominic Calvert-Lewin scoring against Leeds in this game week. Does that mean you're going to captain him or choose him over a City or Liverpool player to play? Probably not. You can see it. Doesn't mean it's more likely than, you know, something else happening. Um, yeah, so fine, it's possible. Fine. But what percentage chance would you put on the port scoring this game week? I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, it's sli- I guess it's slim, but yeah, I could, you know, I could, I could definitely see. I think, you know, we've always said, especially when we do the blankety-blank segment, um, in a review show that you know defenders that that score and keep a clean sheet probably end up with three bonus points and they usually end up as the king of the game week unless someone else gets a brace. So, you know, can I see? Do I think you know, a, 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 a City defender returning and keeping a clean sheet is more likely than a Liverpool player getting a brace? Yeah, I think I might think that, but I don't know. It's uh, it's you know it's difficult, isn't it? At the end of the day. Um, mm. Let's. I'll move on to my one then, and this I think this is really going to tickle tickle you at least. But I don't really know which way you're going to fall on this. Um, I'm going for, and it is double game week themed. In terms of FPL points, Neil Mapai will outscore Cristiano Ronaldo this game week. <laughs> oh, that is a good one. That is a good one. Yeah, I've got to hand that to you. That's a good one. Um, and I really don't know. Oh God, I don't like either side of this. This is like, you know, who would you rather sleep with your wife territory? This one. Um, <laughs> Come on, one of them's Cristiano Ronaldo. Come on, behave yourself. <laughs> yeah, but he might not start, right? So who's yeah. more likely to start two games, Neil Mapai, right? Yeah, I mean, he has been the, he has been the victim sometimes of, of of some of some rotation decisions, I guess, from Graham Potter. Um, but yeah, I I would say so. I mean, Ronaldo has um, obviously rested against against Burnley, so maybe that gives him more scope for for starting two um, in, in in short succession, especially both being at home as well. Um, so, but but I mean, it was inter- I found it very interesting that um, uh, Rangnick said in the press conference that the, before the game, the reason Cavani was starting was because it would require more. Uh, closing down and 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 sort of running from the front, which is weird. I mean, against but Burnley, kind of sit deep and you tend to have a lot of the ball against them, so I don't necessarily agree with that. But also, Ronaldo kind of 
has played against other teams where you that's been needed earlier this um earlier in the in the season so I, I don't really understand the, the the logic there and i don't know what that means for these kind of games against, against brighton and southampton but um you know he, he, he came off the bench and, and missed two headers which was which was frustrating he hasn't scored many goals in recent game weeks uh, and and the fact that brighton have watford it's it's tricky because i, I do think it's they are good signs for watford under roy there that, that that he's tightened them up a little bit and brighton aren't prolific goal scorers by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so Ronaldo it is then. You take me up on it. Yeah, but obviously you know I don't have faith in 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 Ronaldo as a as a striker in that Man United team as well. So it, it's it's two really like poor options to pick between. Do you know, what? It's like two two people who I don't expect to score many points. Who's going to get the most? That makes it quite difficult. You know, if they end up um, the same, then you then I guess yeah, you win the proposition if you take me up on it. So so your the way you heard it again was what Neil Mackay will outscore. Will outscore. Yeah. Okay. I think I think probably then as I think Ronaldo definitely starts one and quite possibly relatively good chance of him starting both. We uh, I'll go I'll go to take you up on it. Yeah. Come on, Neil. This is your weekend, mate, or you know, game week. This is the one. This is the one, Neil. I'm, 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 I'm in. You know, I don't have much faith in this either, but I mainly did it because I knew it would tear you and tear you in two. Oh, it was a good one. That was, uh, that was. It's tricky to. Do. I, even now, I don't feel good about it necessarily. Um, I feel great I, about it. I, I, the anguish that I feel when, um, when United play and do rubbish as it is anyway is frustrating and if that's doubled up with you know losing to you in this as well that's that's uh not a good proposition perfect perfect All right well justified in my choice then uh, let's move on to captaincy andy and i guess this is going to be heavily influenced by that double game week and therefore we have to start with ronaldo and with bruno fernandez uh, at home to southampton and brighton um these two feel like the most obvious picks this game week even though um man city and liverpool have relatively uh, relatively friendly fixtures, albeit away from home. Is there any, if you own Bruno or Ronaldo, um, is there any justification for going with a single game week player? Uh, if so, is it, you know, is it sort of Ronaldo over Bruno or Bruno over Ronaldo? How do you play this one? Well, in a in a in a single game week, I've, we've said it many a time. We're, we're probably becoming a bit boring now saying it, but if you own either of them, you probably have to think about them as captaincy. If you've invested twelve million plus in a player in your FPL team and they aren't someone you're thinking about as captain every now and again, at least why, why have them in your team? So in a double game week, I mean, you've got to, you've got to be thinking them. Um, obviously, as I've just said in that previous segment, Ronaldo isn't necessarily someone I'm putting all my faith in at the moment in terms of starting or scoring goals. So, um, I, I, personally, I, I, I wouldn't probably captain him. But then if you own him, you have to give him a go. Surely, otherwise, just invest that money elsewhere. If you have both, for whatever reason, you've somehow got £24 million invested in two Man United attacking players. Number one, go speak to your doctor, get an appointment as soon as possible. Number two, um, I think you probably go Bruno in this instance because of his high, as we mentioned, sort of on the radar really is higher likelihood of, of starting both games. Just therefore extra points for a goal as well, I suppose. Yeah. 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 Although probably not on penalties. So, well, that's an interesting one because Ronaldo took them off Bruno when Bruno missed and now Ronaldo missed the last one. Good luck wrestling that back off uh, the world's most selfish footballer. 
Well, if he's not on the pitch, he ain't taking them, well, is he? True, but if he is on the pitch, then you know, yeah, good luck with that one. But even if they are supposedly, you know, Betty mates and national team buddies and, and all that. But yeah, I think for me, I would definitely rank Bruno over Ronaldo in this game week. Uh, I didn't pre-hack own both of them. I'm not sure if I'd have moved heaven enough to get either of them in, but if I did, yeah, I would be favouring Bruno over Ronaldo and probably both of them over anyone else. Of those, anyone else, Andy, uh, we are going to limit this captaincy discussion to Liverpool assets at Burnley and City assets at Norwich. Liverpool assets, for me, is uh, is, is considerably more narrow than perhaps usually. I don't think um, Mane would be someone, you know, based on recent form um, in, in the Premier League, at least, would be a guy that I'd be looking to put the armband on if I owned him. Um, but then if you do own him, you probably don't own Salah, so maybe you would. Um, but Salah... I think providing he plays some parts against Leicester on Thursday, I think he's very likely to play against Burnley. Therefore, it feels like he's a pretty safe captaincy option. And then Trent, you know, I like the fact that I like Liverpool keeping a clean sheet. I think they're probably likely to keep a clean sheet against Burnley. Trent is obviously pretty good going forward. And therefore, he feels like a pretty good option too. But similarly with City, KDB, Cancelo, obviously. Um you know, Mares maybe. I think he's a player that, you know, I, I was thinking about trying to get on the radar at some point, but it's always starts, and that's the question mark. Foden, if you own him. Gundawan, maybe, if you own him too, and maybe Laporte. But I feel like it's Cancelo and KDB, Salah and Trent. They're the headlines here, really, aren't they? Yeah, possibly, and maybe I'd throw Foden in there. Always like him, his exciting prospect does chip in with a goal every now and again. I don't even even call him a prospect anymore. He's just an out-and-out fantastic player. So if you know if he's to play at Norwich, then then I could definitely see 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 goals for him as well. It's, it starts, I guess, with Cancelo and KDB. You're more more certain perhaps of of starts. Um, Trent, I think, is a fantastic option. Let's be clear, Burnley were not very good against Man United. They barely created anything. They'd had none of the ball. You'd expect a more clinical, more sort of coherent outfit like Liverpool to absolutely pull them apart. Um, and Salah will be fully back and in training. And, um, you know, he's very likely to play some part against Leicester, even if he doesn't start in 24. So then, therefore, in 25, yeah, you, you kind of definitely expect him to to start. Um, the... the whether whether any of them are, I mean, I said in the last preview, if you have KDB, just Captain KDB. So I think if you had him, he'd be looking like an, an interesting prospect against Norwich, as Salah would be. You know, he was perma captain, wasn't he, before he went away to Afcon? In any other game week, those two really would be looking like good options. But um, against a, a Bruno, let's say, with with two games. That, uh, that's the that's the key, isn't it? That that's the underlying question mainly for captaincy this week. It's that balance of uh, a Bruno or maybe even a Ronaldo that you don't trust as much, but having double the amount of minutes versus um, a Salah or or a KDB because Ronaldo might well not have double the amount of minutes. That that to me, obviously, as I say before, narrows it down to, to Bruno. So then it's 180 minutes of Bruno at home or at 90 minutes of Salah or KDB away. I think for me, I'd, I'd lean towards Bruno, but I can understand people making this, you know, if Salah scores twice against Burnley, a great captain decision ultimately at the end of the day, isn't it? So, um, yeah, I, th- I think there'll be more focus. Those three, Bruno, KDB, Salah, will probably have more focus for captaincy. Game week 24 has seen effective ownership over 100% for a lot of players, which 
is a maths way of saying captaincy was spread around quite a lot um, between a lot of different high-owned players. Um, and yeah, that, that that may not be the case here in 25. But they, if, if, if you're going to go beyond that, You'd, you'd be brave, more brave. I think I think you could you could get away with a slightly different choice in 24, but it would it would take some more onions in in 25. Yeah, I think that's completely fair. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's either going to be some very smug Bruno captain captainers or some very disappointed Bruno captainers, and there doesn't seem to be much in between. I feel like those that have owned and and have captain Bruno this year have ended up looking very smug uh, when he has returned. But yeah, his ultimately his Premier League form hasn't been brilliant this year um so yeah definitely one to one to think about and perhaps it isn't as cut and dry as one may suspect let's leave it there andy and let's finish as we always do with who the heck is that it's a little game andy and i like to play where we take it in turns each game week to uh to pick a player from the fpl universe and the other person has to guess who it is uh, they get five clues to guess who it is if they get it after the first clue they get five points after the second clue they get four points and so on and so forth every time they hear a clue they get the opportunity to stick or twist with their previous guess uh, which means we don't reveal the answer until the end so you can play along wherever you're listening to the FPL Lounge podcast and every time they hear a clue they get two minutes to make that decision whether to stick or twist uh, I pulled out a four point haul last last time out Andy pulled out a four point haul the game week before that so we're back to a two point deficit uh, but Andy so yeah Andy is two points in the lead but it's his turn to extend that lead uh, if you're ready Andy I'll just crack straight on absolutely let's go let's go so clue one then it is this player's third FPL season, and he is just four points shy of his highest ever points finish, which was last season's total. Who the heck is Stat? Okay, third FPL season. Um, I wonder how many seasons Saka's had. Don't know why he's come to mind. Just because I think in my head I was like, I don't want to forget Chelsea and Arsenal because they're not on this fixture list. Um, third season. Who else could be a third season player? Uh, trying to rack through my brain. Jota wouldn't be because I think he's Bowen. No, we've had Bowen recently. Um, is there any Leeds player or DCL? DCL at Everton, could it be his third? Maybe. You think maybe he's actually probably had more than three. He's probably had more than three. Um, a Watford player, Saar, maybe. Uh, Ismaila Saar could just about be third for him. And would it... Yeah, he's had a couple of goals and things that possibly could be... Yeah, I guess there's quite a few players this could be, so it's it's tricky. Um in, in in that case, I might just I might just go with Saka because it was the first first name that came to mind. I think it could be probably quite a lot of different other people, but I needed needed probably another clue. Uh, I suppose it could be Saka's fourth season because we found out obviously we knew it was Smith Rowe's fourth in in the last in the last who the heck is stat. Um, but I know that having been the one doing it for you, that he didn't get any minutes, so maybe Saka just didn't register. So let let's go Saka. Okay, no problem. Uh, clue two then. Other than the one match he missed through suspension, this player has started every game for his team so far this season and has only been subbed off once. Who the heck is Stat? Right, suspension. Suspension is the only game he's missed, subbed off once. 
Um, so, so you'd think that that would mean it was five yellows as a suspension, not a um, not a sending off. But I suppose you could say he didn't miss the game if he got sent off. Um, I'm happy to confirm that it was five yellows. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, five yellows. So played. So played every game other than the. Do you say started or played? Uh, started. Started every game other than the one that was suspended for. Okay. And then so only for... been subbed off once in those games that he started. So to me, for some reason, that one, the next name that's come to my head is Robert Sanchez. I just have a vague memory of him. Oh, no, he, his was a red card and you've confirmed it was five yellows. So that's silly. Yeah, uh, we watched that game on telly. That, yeah, I remembered him, him, him getting sent off. Yeah, but no. Five yellows. Okay. Mm. Third season. Who's Mr. Game Week? Cancelo has Mr. Game Week because he's in my team and it could be his third season and he's got plenty of points. So that one interests me. I like it. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm going to switch to 30 shout. seconds. Started every game, though. Has he started every game? That's the... Mm. I'm less sure on that, but I'm going to switch to Cancelo. Sure. Because I don't have much time. So, yeah, cool. Cancelo. No problem. All right. Then clue three. Only one other player has had a greater increase in their starting price than this player so far this season. Who the heck is Stat? No, he'll have gone up a fair bit. I know Trent's gone up 1.5. So, the, he must be the most. He must have had the biggest rise. So, what's Cancelo? Can there be anyone who's gone up more than 1.5? I suppose possibly. Um, Trent's had more than three seasons, so it's not Trent. Um, Cancelo will have gone up about one point something. Is he about seven or 7.1 maybe? And I think he started at six. So that's obviously a fair bit. But are there players... You've got to think that there might be some who, like Bowen, might have gone up, but it can't be Bowen. So, hmm. I know, I know, Cancelo's gone up a fair bit. So, I, I'm, I'm not sure he'd be second. I'm not sure he'll have had the second biggest rise of all players in the league. But, um, but I know he's gone up probably over a mil in in price. So, I think I probably have to stay on him. I probably haven't got enough money to um, information to to move off him at this point. Okay, you still got nearly like forty seconds, fifty seconds, if you want it. Yeah, I should. You're probably... speeding through this, which is not like you. So I'm just giving you that mm. kind of. Yeah, I should probably think about other options at this point that would, that would match the description. But I think even if I think of one, am I going to be confident they've had more of a price rise than Jao Cancelo? Probably not. So I think I've, I've just got to stick at this point. Okay, thirty seconds now, but I will move on to clue four. Uh, this player leads his team. In leads his team in points, bonus points, assists, and ownership, but does not lead his position group in any of those metrics. Who the heck is Stat? Okay, this also could be Zhao Cancelo. Uh, Trent could be beating him in all of those. So leads his team in points. Bonus points, assists, bonus. and ownership. Ownership. But does not lead his position group in any of those metrics. Yeah, so Trent will have more points which probably means he has more bonus points because he has more assists and uh, what ownership. ownership 
ownership and then yeah trends definitely owned more so that would all fit whether he's whether Cancelo is City's top scoring player this season I think I guess he's got to be because he's such a consistent starter and he has chipped in with goals and assists um I wonder if there's someone rogue like a Mares or a Bernardo Silva who's had uh more assists than than Cancelo for City would maybe be would it be Bernardo Silva's third season he might have had slightly more than three seasons um price rises as well wouldn't be wouldn't be the second biggest price rise of all players so I think I've got to stick again okay no worries then clue five I said earlier that he's four points shy of last season's total a clean sheet tonight providing he doesn't get sent off would mean he surpasses it who the heck is stat Right, the only extra piece of information I've got there is that that, that this player plays tonight. Uh, and as we're recording this, uh, that is Wednesday the 9th of February. So that would fit for Jao Cancelo. Um, it, it narrows it down to eight teams for me, but it doesn't really help in any other way. Um, but it obviously does also doesn't make me move off Cancelo. So, uh, yeah, it... it, it it's four points or, or one at this if I change to someone else, isn't it? So I think I think ultimately I've got I've got to stick with the guy and the the Portuguese uh, hero that is João João Cancelo. That's the third consecutive four point haul, Andy Case. It's <laughs> Unbelievable Cancelo. That's a big one. That is a big one. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, clue two, uh, which was what? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess owning him and knowing that he missed a game. Helped you there, and it was difficult to ever move off him. Um, he Trent has had fewer price rises than Cancelo this year. Trent is eight, eight and a half now, but started at seven and a half. Oh. Um, the only other player that's had a greater increase in his starting price is Emmanuel Dennis. Oh, right. Um, so that was one which I thought maybe would put you off, but uh, yeah, didn't... I forgot that Trent started at 7.5, not seven. Yeah, yeah. It, so yeah, that that one that one didn't. But yeah, obviously clue clue four was kind of leading a horse to water. And then yeah, clue five. I think um, obviously he was four points off last season's total. So I it would have at least told you his position. Two that that final clue you knew, right. you would have known at that point it wasn't a midfielder or a forward if you were still toying with anything at clue four. Um, but yeah, Jao Cancelo it is big four points again. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that it was only like you say on that clue too, because because once you said about um, missing a game through suspension, and, and I was trying to rack back and think, there were, although there was quite a few on the tightrope, and then we discussed it on the show, didn't we? There didn't actually end up being that many players who ended up getting the five game, the suspension for five yellows, and can I remember Cancelo being one of them because he missed a, a big a big haul for for City, I think, in in the game he was suspended. Yeah, they beat Leeds seven nil, and he wasn't yeah. there. And I didn't, I didn't have him, and that was annoying. Yeah. So yeah. Um, uh, so it's just, it just owning him that 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 helped. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, there we go, Andy. Um, let's wrap it up. Let's leave it there. Um, obviously, we did spend quite a lot of time, Andy, at the top uh, of the show talking about chip strategy. So if our loyal listeners have any further questions about that, how can they get in touch? Well, they can find us on Twitter or Instagram at FPL underscore lounge. And uh, yeah, do do interact. I might, uh, you know, I might have to leave the honours to Chris whilst I'm sitting on my sun lounger cocktail in hand. But I'm hoping this hotel I'm staying at will like show the Premier League games. Right. This, I mean, this is a classic Brit abroad thing to say and do. Hope you're going to be able of... to fry up or a chicken tikka masala while you're watching it <laughs> yeah. as well. Hola. <laughs>
I would like two beers, please. Yeah, yeah. classic. Or favor. Or favor. Um, but uh, I'm, you know, I'm hopeful that it's, it's an international game these days, isn't it? The Premier League. So I'm hopeful that that maybe I might be able to catch some games still whilst I'm out there. Absolutely. I mean, you'll probably end up watching way more than I do. Um, so, so, yeah. Um, also, do obviously remember to uh, rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. And obviously, all feedback that Andy and I receive is, uh, you know, is gratefully received. And, yeah, we're really enjoying putting this back together. And, uh, yeah, I guess we're glad to be glad to be back in the swing of things, Andy, after a relatively extended break. I know we've had a few uh, extended breaks this season for personal, personal reasons and also for Premier League reasons. Um, but yeah, it's good to be back in the swing of things. Having said that, um, because of Andy's holiday, we aren't going to be reviewing game week uh, 25. And obviously, we haven't reviewed game week 24 sort of exclusively. But what we will be doing is, is, is a bit of a hybrid uh, reviewing game week 25 and previewing the double, big double game week 26 um, at some point next week, probably Wednesday or Thursday so do keep an eye on our Twitter feed obviously that's at uh, at FPL underscore lounge uh, and do obviously keep an eye on your podcast feeds as well but Andy have a wonderful holiday make sure you come back rested rejuvenated recharged uh, and until next time thanks for joining us in the FPL lounge (laughs) 